Well, it's certainly a privilege to greet a group of people that love to hear one more greeting in the name of Christ. Certainly want to greet you in the precious blood of Jesus. There's a verse in Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 1, that's probably a theme of my message or what my, my thoughts kind of went there a lot as I was thinking about sharing on the subject. And you all think about it, maybe, maybe someone here could, could finish it. It says, cast thy bread upon the waters. Thank you, Joshua. For thou shalt find it after many days. It's kind of an, an ignorant suggestion to our intellect. Cast thy bread upon the waters. We all know what happens to bread if you were to do that. You wouldn't find it after many days. It doesn't make sense. But that's what's written in the Word of God. In 2006, the Coca-Cola Corporation spent $2.6 billion in advertisement. And that's beyond just the the single, you know, pop that's labeled Coca-Cola. They have other things beyond that one soft drink. But they spent $2.6 billion in 2006 casting their bread on the waters. Just to put a nice, a nice colorful ad online in the online yellow pages for a small business can cost you hundreds of dollars a month. Or in the phone book, you can get just a small square of black and white um, for, you know, it's it's reasonable, maybe a couple hundred dollars for a year instead of per month, like a lot of television or online advertising costs you. But it's still, it's it's putting your money out there in hope of a return. The cost of a 30-second or a half a minute of advertisement during the Super Bowl has skyrocketed from $600,000 in the mid-80s to getting closer to $2.5 million during the, that, that 30 seconds of the Super Bowl game. So another statistic that really shocked me was that it's estimated, a general estimation, I guess, that in 2008, there was $412 billion spent in America on advertising. And they say the Iraqi war is only costing us $558 billion so far. These are according to some statistics I found online, as far as you can trust things that you find online. And America only spends about $2 billion a year for international food aid. But that's just a few statistics, and I don't give those to really impress you or try to make any big point with that, other than that I want the the authority to say that advertisement works. Like, I want to be able to say that and just kind of substantiate that claim a little bit. You probably all know that already, but I just found a few statistics to kind of make that point clear that advertisement works. It, it works on the mind of a human. It works in our hearts or in our psyche. Some way, advertisement works on the human being. And, and it's not like spending money and it's just up in smoke. Or it's not like spending your money and it's putting bread on the water and it just 
dissolves into nothing. There's some sort of return here, and advertisement pays for itself. If it didn't, it would cease to exist. It wouldn't continue. So it's self-evident in that it continues on, that it pays for itself. The advertisement works on human beings. It seems like this realm of suggestion is more than we're capable of resisting. Whether we think we could outsmart it or not, as humans, it works. Advertisement works. And I don't know if it would be wrong to suggest that it's possible that God designed us this way specifically so that His kingdom could grow and spread. I think it's possible that we're specifically designed in such a way to be subject to advertisement, subject to suggestion from others, that the kingdom could grow and spread and that when Ephraim declares the word publicly that that it affects people. There's also a spiritual aspect of that, which I'll get into in a minute. Or I could talk about, you know, I'll go ahead and share what I feel about that, is that our flesh is what's subjected to advertisement. And there's a, a spirit of darkness that probably runs rampant and amidst most advertising. And I feel like on the flip side that it's only fair to to suppose that the Holy Spirit works in the same agent and the same manner with the spirit of men for good when there's positive advertisement, when the word is being proclaimed publicly, or when someone reads a scripture sign that the Holy Spirit's right there wanting to work with that person to get as much mileage as they can out of that, that one verse of scripture or that one thought that someone puts in their mind that, Maybe they weren't expecting it, but they read a verse of Scripture. I believe that the Holy Spirit's there to work just as hard as Satan might be working to drag people off with the alcohol advertisement or whatever you can imagine. So I feel like that in the spiritual realm, it supersedes beyond just the practical side of advertisement and and the flip side of that. But I feel like it's it's a part of our human psyche that we should be aware of and think, and realize that that advertisement works. I have an announcement. I was online looking for those statistics, and I stumbled onto this, and it really caught my eye, right? But I just thought I should bring it along and read it. It's It's an announcement. Announcing the Billboard Boot Camp and bonus mentoring program. The ironic part is it's today and tomorrow in St. Louis. I guess we'll miss it. Spend two solid days free of distractions, completely focused on learning the billboard business firsthand from Frank Rolfe, formerly the largest private owner of billboards in Dallas-Fort Worth. Learn the strategies, insider secrets, and tricks for starting your own billboard company. The curriculum includes 10 outside-of-the-box ways to find billboard locations almost anywhere, the right of way to approach a, the right way to approach a landowner, how to determine the correct size and location for the sign, 10 ways to find an advertiser, how to properly service your customers, how to get financing, the steps to flip leases and permits, how to build an operation that you can sell down the road. This is the only program of its type in the U.S., and it will pay for itself many times over. In John 12... 32, Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up, 
I will draw all men unto me. And I can picture one of those lovely billboards that Christian Aid Ministries has put up with a a giant, larger-than-life Christ hanging on the cross, pictured for all to see that drive by. And I really like that. That is what I consider a perfect fulfillment of that Scripture. I know that it was originally meant and really given that when Christ was on the cross in real life. But what a wonderful way to continue the fulfillment of this prophecy that Christ is lifted up for every person that drives by to see and to give an opportunity for Christ to draw them unto Himself. He says, if I be lifted up. We also know through this weekend it's being impressed on us a lot that that the Word of God is inseparable from the person of God. And so by lifting up the Word of God, even if it's just a half a verse of Scripture or a very small thought, if it's the Word of God in some small way, you're helping fulfill this prophetic word of Christ being lifted up and He can work through that to draw men unto Himself. It's a way of fulfilling this prophetic word. Of course, those billboards cost a lot of money. Those ones that, that Christian Aid is, is working on, they cost big money. Even a, like along the interstate, you have a range from between a th- probably 500 at the cheapest, more likely 1,000 up to 2,500. Or in a crazy place like Hollywood, you might have to pay $10,000 a month for a, for a billboard. But I did some checking in my hometown, a little out of the way place like Hillsboro. You can get a billboard for about 350 or 400 a month. And it's a lot more reasonable. And there's a lot of small businesses that find it worth it for them to put up a billboard by a state route, a more off the wall place. Or there's a lot of businesses, small businesses that find it, uh, profitable and worth their time to give out hats and t-shirts with their emblem on it. Almost every business I know pays money, good money to put a sign up to advertise for themselves, even if it's just on their building. If it's a company with work trucks or equipment, they'll shell out a pretty decent amount of money to put their their name on the door and a phone number. And I've even seen some pretty uh, crazy designs. There's a there's a company in my, my town that they have these full-size vans, and they're bright blue and green and yellow, and they're just this wild collars. And they've got the big emblem on the side, but they've decided it was worth it to invest this money to cast their bread on the waters in this way to attract attention to what they have to offer, what their services are. And it seems like there's lots of other things. There's there's uh, business cards and pens and coffee mugs. You know, I, I enjoy drinking coffee out of my Filburn Construction coffee mug. I like that. And... There, there's a, seems like an unlimited array of ways that people have found to promote what they're interested in. To, to promote what they're excited about and to push forward their agenda in a way. Not that that's bad, necessarily. But to increase their business or their sales. Jesus told a parable about finances and he wasn't directly speaking about scripture signs or posting God's word. But I feel like there's an application with his closing comment. In Luke 16, 8, or in Luke 16, he told this parable 
about the unjust steward. Many of you, all of you, I hope, are familiar with that. He told the parable, the unjust steward. And in verse 8, he kind of gives this closing thought, which really kind of grips my mind. It gets my attention, and I really, I've struggled with it some and prayed about it. He said, um, the Lord commended the unjust steward for he had done wisely. And then the part that I really want to emphasize or draw a, a lesson from is the next part. He says, for the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. The children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. And so if you'll allow me to apply that to billboard evangelism or scripture signs or car window stickers, I'd like to to draw some thoughts from that, that in a general way, though he was speaking about finances, Jesus was bringing forth this truth that should shock us, and it's kind of a shame. Don't you think that's a shame? That the children of this world are wiser in their generation in some instances than the children of light? I feel like it's a shame, and I, for one, would like to outsmart them. (laughs) I don't know if there's anyone else here that wants to outsmart the children of darkness, but I feel like we should be wiser than they. We should learn to cast our bread on the waters like all of the businessmen who... Who wouldn't, I mean, business exists to make money. That's the purpose of it. And if it didn't pencil out, they wouldn't do it. And they have a very clear idea how well advertisement works and that this output brings a certain income. And I feel like there's, there's lessons there that we ought to learn and to, to take notice of. Along the lines of the children of this world, and outside of what I would call the business world, um, there's a phenomenon that happens in the States every year. And I've taken notice of it for many years and been surprised at how many people get excited about this. But just this past year, God really began to speak to my heart about it. And it generally comes along, and for me, it was last October that God really began to speak to me. But there's this phenomenon that happens around voting season, of the which you see these signs start popping up like in every grassy place possible with somebody's name on it. They're like so many little mushrooms and sometimes big ones, but they pop up everywhere more and more. And like in in places in town where there's some free right away that's not private, there'll be a sign with everybody's name on it. And most people have figured out that they can in some way promote or elevate or raise the esteem of the general public by promoting who they're excited about. They, they've found it in themselves to spend a little time and money and effort to take the time and, and get a, a sign and put it out in their front yard or go find some other front yard, pass them around, give them to their neighbors, people that agree with them. And so, just like in Isaiah's day when truth has fallen in the street as it is in our day, instead of colorful banners proclaiming love and peace or the kingdom of God and repentance or salvation in Christ, we have all these colorful banners that say uh, 
you know, Frederick for sheriff or vote yes on issue two or McGregor for commissioner, Tim Sheely for uh, township trustee. We have all of these signs with people's names on them that they're excited about or a cause that they find worthwhile promoting. And I feel like that it's fair to say that the children of this world have outsmarted us in this arena. They've really found a way to promote who they're excited about. And I feel like as the children of this of of heaven or the children of light that we ought to take notice of that and realize that we have this this ability to express ourselves and to promote things that we're excited about. Um, you've probably seen an old man around with the, the bill cap on that says Jesus saves. Maybe you thought he was kind of a goofy old man. I don't know. But there's those type of people where they might have a bumper sticker and sometimes they're the joke of the town. But some of these men I kind of have began to admire or some of these people or they might have a T-shirt on that has a Bible verse or something of that nature. And I've learned to really appreciate the little ways that people find to witness um, because there's a variety. Let's use our imagination and outsmart this world and, and advertise for Jesus if I could... Use that terminology. Well, that's a, a lot of, you know, maybe more reasoning. I mentioned earlier that my my topic was both kind of practical and just logical. And these are just some logical ideas and things I've thought about. I would like to kind of try to base it more on Scripture and what I feel like would still be God's heart for us today as far as a, a scriptural precedent or or command given. And so maybe we could all stand for the reading in Deuteronomy. You want to turn to Deuteronomy? We'll read from uh, chapters uh, 6 as well as chapter 11. So we'll start and read in in chapter 6. And this is a portion of Scripture that uh, uh, you probably recognize as something that Jesus reaffirmed in His ministry. We'll start in the fourth verse. And the fifth verse is what we common, commonly read across in the New Testament that uh, are more familiar with. But we'll read just a few verses here. We don't have to try to read in unison, but I just had you stand for to honor the Word of God. I'll read 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk with them, talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down. And when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates and on thy cars. I wrote that last part in there and my margin. If you turn over to chapter 11, it's pretty much the same scripture, just reformatted a bit. We'll read from 16 to 21.
Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, lest ye perish quickly from off the land which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers, to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. You may be seated. So in the New Covenant, as, as believers, we, we recognize the importance of that fifth verse, that we're to love God with all of our heart and soul and strength, because Jesus specifically reaffirmed that, but he was actually reaffirming the whole portion of Scripture, that whole section in, in, like, in the time of Jesus and still today. The Jewish people, in their exegesis of Scripture, put certain Scriptures together with other Scriptures and they've taken this and they put it together with a verse out of Leviticus, thou shalt love the neighbor as thyself. And that's what the, uh, the man told Jesus. And he said, you've told me well, you've answered well. So this whole portion of scripture is, is being talked about and affirmed by Christ. And I don't, I'm not here to suggest that we find some way to bind the word of God on your hand and, and tell you specifically how to apply these scriptures, but I feel like that they're still relevant. I feel like that it's still the expression of God's heart, and I really appreciate it. I, I just walked in a brother's house just this week, and there were several Bible verses on the wall, a nice stencil, and I really like that. I think it's fulfilling the Scripture. I feel like it's a, it's a way of, of following God's heart in this. I don't think he's legalistic about it, but I think that he's endeavoring to remind himself of the Word of God and to declare it publicly. Anyone that comes in his house sees it. And uh, I really appreciate when I see signs hanging on people's mailboxes or in front of their house. It has a, has a Bible verse there. They're declaring publicly to all who drive by what they're interested in and in a way fulfilling these scriptures. I feel like God gave them to the Jewish people partially to keep their own lives pure and to keep themselves reminded about the kingdom of heaven. And maybe, you know, for my topic, I'm using it more as a proactive approach to witnessing. But it still has that same influence on us. The Word of God and, and you know, being posted by our hands has an, has an emboldening witness. Or as Ephraim was sharing about uh, uh, giving the Word publicly and talking about taking control of our fears, if there's one thing that I've found that will gets me excited to witness, it's holding a scripture sign for a while along a busy street. After that, witnessing comes very easy to me. It just it seems like a real blessing. You can stand there and pray and intercede for the people as they drive by and read your sign and meditate, have worship with God, make eye contact with people, talk to people when they walk by. You can do whatever you feel like the Spirit's leading you to do, but while you're holding a scripture sign proclaiming the Word, I feel like God's putting faith in you somehow and it seems like that 
It's an, it's an emboldening practice. It may be hard to do it the first time, but it really, by holding a sign, it really does something in your heart that's really good, that really helps the witness. So there's some practical advice given here in Deuteronomy about how to love God with all our heart and soul and strength. It seems like he kind of gives this idea, this is the main point, and then here's some ways to carry it out. You teach it to your children. You make sure it's in your own heart. You, you write it on your doorposts or on your gates. And, and so it's kind of some practical advice to how, how to follow through and really exercise ourselves in love for God. It's, it's sort of an outward reminder of, of the reality and it should help us in our weaknesses or our infirmities and should continually confirm to us the invisible realities that we're living with and that we're experiencing. In this way, in this portion of Scripture, you know, God has chosen a manner that takes very little time or effort or money in comparison with some you know, modern-day advertising techniques. Uh, small Scripture signs really don't take a lot of time or effort or money, and it, and it yields a continual witness you know, while you're lying down in your house, there's still neighbors driving by seeing your sign. Or while you're off doing something else, it's an, it's an ongoing, ever-present witness. And I just want to, as Ephraim did, encourage us all, you know, to be encouraged in this witnessing and to, to take heart. And I, I want to see a kingdom of people that are excited, so excited about the heavenly kingdom and about their king, that they'll post his name anywhere and everywhere for all to see. That that seems exciting to me. Um, I thought I would share just a little personal testimony. I shared about boldness gained. I think that's important. I find sometimes it's an opportunity to start conversations. A lot of people struggle with how do you initiate. Um, one day this spring I got in a good conversation. I was walking out of the gas station and I always pull my car just past the pump enough so that everyone that's around can be sure to read the door. And I walked out and there was a guy standing there and I asked him, I said, what do you think of my car there? What do you, you know, do you like that? And it started a good conversation. Uh, there's other times I've used it with inconspicuously and didn't admit that it was mine and asked someone like, what do you think of that? Like, is that true? You can, you can use it in various ways to start conversations. And while you're driving, it gives you something to pray about as people go by you. If you lack for things to pray about while you drive, you can seek the Lord for the souls that are reading the stickers on your car. Another thing that some people are probably concerned about, I really wanted to share this testimony, is that while I've been driving, I have gotten many raised fingers, but never once was it the middle one. It's always a thumbs up and a honk, and a big smile, and a wave, and a good job. Every time. I I don't even, I'm not surprised by it anymore. I, I almost come to expect to be encouraged by someone when I drive. If I drive for more than an hour, it'll generally happen that someone will compliment my signs. I've got a lot of thumbs up. And so if that's a concern to you, you can put that one to rest. Very, very, I've ne- I don't think that I've ever gotten any negative feedback from it. I'm sure people have read it that haven't liked it, but no one's tried to run me off the road or, or, you know, no one's gotten visibly angry that I know of. And so, 
that's been very encouraging. It's kind of like once you start witnessing and talking to people about Jesus, you start meeting all these Christian people that you can connect with that you wouldn't have never, would have never known was a Christian without having talked with them. And so I find that that's very encouraging. And I think it's a good way to proclaim the Word of God. And we will probably never know. Oh, I wanted to make one other comment. About in the Deuteronomy 11 passage, it says, you shall see long life. And I know that that was literally meant that they would be saved from sickness and live a full lifespan. But I feel like today, if you would teach these these principles to our children, if we'll obey the scripture and and follow God and in these ways that are recommended in scripture, that we'll not just have long life, but we'll have eternal life. And that's what's exciting to me, is if we really fulfill the scriptures and follow through, then we'll have a very, very, very long life. And we may never know, um, you know, until eternity, how this, how, how much good it might have did. You know, as we cast our bread on the waters, we may not see it for many, many days. It might be till we're in glory, till we find it again. But that's okay. I'll see you there.